big, huge tilt. We got the Vols perspective from Vince Ferrara, our man, earlier in the week. Now we're going to talk to the voice of Alabama, the number one team in the land. Chris Stewart is on the line with us in Knoxville. And Justin, our next, our guest, Chris, does not realize, this is when I knew how good of a guy he was. Okay. I, I was sent to Phoenix, Arizona, for the 04 NCAA Regional, Sweet 16. The pod had, you've heard me tell this story, that Connecticut team that when they came out on the floor to take on Vanderbilt, you I were went, like, no way. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. They're giants is, in the land. This is bad. Go back. This is really, really bad. Yeah. That's an NBA team. Alabama was in there taking on Syracuse. By the way, that pod had a two seed, a five seed, a six seed. Alabama was the eight seed Mm. in that pod out in Phoenix. How about that? Mm -hmm. And I was doing the show in the hotel room before the game that day. And or maybe it was an off day. I was out there for several days. And I asked Chris to come be on the radio show. The problem was this is in my room, so it was kind of weird. He didn't know me, yeah. and he was still nice enough to do it. I've never forgotten that. That was 20 years. Wow. 20 years ago. Wow. I know he doesn't even remember that, but now he's on the line. He may have hung up by now. It's like, oh, crap. That was that weirdo. Chris, what's going on? Uh, Darren, that is so funny. I honestly don't remember. It's vaguely familiar. <laughs> but, uh, but let me tell you what. So much of that trip was a blur. Because we were so excited to be there. It was, I'm not going to say out of the blue, because that team had played really well down the stretch. But it was such a fun, uh, incredible run. Man, I, anybody that was inviting me anywhere, I was like, oh, heck yeah, let's go. Come on, I'm, whatever. So I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't being set up. I'm glad it went so well. I'm glad that uh, it made an impact, and I'm glad we're able to. Talk 20 years later, and, uh, and things are both going pretty good for us. Oh, like. you were gracious to do it. I got so much grief from the listeners and from people on the show. Like, why didn't I feed you? I mean, I got hit with like 100 questions. Like, <laughs> Chris came in your was, room and did the radio show. You yeah. offered him nothing. You didn't feed Look, him. You didn't give him a drink. Yeah. So they, they had a good time at my expense. I, I'll be perfectly honest. It didn't creep me out that you'd invited me there. If you had invited me a drink or food, it probably would have. So I'm kind of glad you did. Now that you said that, and we, I've thought about it yeah. out loud, that's a good point. That's a really yeah. good point. Yeah, you, you handled it all right, man. I promise you. First time in 20 years this team has been number one. Oh, by the way, look what we're talking about. I mean, this was right yeah. around the range when you, you, you took this thing over. So you you remember this well, right? The last time Alabama oh, yeah. was number one in the, in the land. So. So you got to remember now, it's 21 seasons ago, 21 years ago, that this really occurred. It was uh, my first year, we were preseason number eight. You're coming off the SEC championship from the year before. Um, Preseason number eight, the season opener, we're playing preseason number three, Oklahoma. It's at Madison Square Garden. I'm, I'm from Alabama, man. I had never been to New York City in my life, <laughs> let alone the Garden. And I get a chance to I'll, – I'll never forget, you know, Dave Wolosian, who's the voice of the Memphis oh, yeah. Tigers. Yep. We were game two of a doubleheader. Alabama, Oklahoma was game two of a twin bill. Game one was Syracuse and John Calipari against Jim Bayheim in Syracuse. Okay? 
I've been telling people for 21 years that Carmelo Anthony and I debuted at the Garden on the same night. <laughs> nice. I walk up. I walk up, and I got a suit on. You know, I'm getting there early, obviously, uh, for the game. I get there just before tip-off of Syracuse, Memphis, and Dave Wolosian is about to go on the air for to do the play-by-play. And I'd known Wolo for, gosh, seven, eight years at that point. But he didn't know that I'd gotten the job. Very few people did outside of Alabama. It had only been announced like six, eight weeks prior. Um, so anyway, I walk in, and he's, he does a triple take when he sees me walk in. And he, he takes the headset off, and he goes, Chris, what are you doing here? I said, Dave, I'm the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and I am as stunned by that fact as you are. And, and so that was – that was the first game. They got hot. They won eight in a row. People ahead of Alabama started losing. Christmas Day, we're number one in the country for the first and only time in school history until this week. So I posted a picture earlier today on uh, the Instagram page. My daughter, my daughter was uh, a year old. I'm holding her. Uh, and... Now she is 22 years old, about to graduate from the University of Alabama in May, is a student worker in the basketball office. And, uh, you know, I said not a whole lot's changed in 21 years. And there I go from holding this baby to having my child who's an adult. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It really is. Time flies, doesn't it? Does does especially when you're it, having uh, fun. <laughs> well, having a lot of fun. And, look, I've had a lot of fun over – the last 20 years there's no doubt about that people have been great to me every coach i've worked with has been terrific to me uh every day is a blessing i've learned out of uh a lot in the last few years especially uh but it's a whole lot more fun being where we are than wondering if we're first four in first four out uh which is where we spent i've spent a lot of i spent a lot of february march on the bubble with yeah. Alabama basketball and grateful that that's not the case right now. We're fascinated by Brandon Miller. Uh, yeah. Here. We, we talk about him a lot. He mm-hmm. played about maybe 10 minutes down the road from my house. It's what, Justin, 15 minutes from here, from if the that. station, yeah. if that. Uh, well, traffic uh, in this town. Yeah, maybe, well, yeah, maybe okay. about 40 yeah, yeah. now. About it should 40, be about 8 minutes. 40 to 45 minutes. Helicopter. Helicopter. There we go. As yeah. the crow flies. But. How, how did this – so we've had we've, – we've talked about him a lot. So we've even had people call in and tell us stories. And, look, w- let's go on and just get it from you. You would know. How did he end up at Alabama? How how did this young man end up at Alabama and what looks to be like probably a future lottery pick in the NBA draft? Yeah, and, and maybe the first college player taken when it's, when it's said and done. Yeah. Um, it, as it's been told to me, you know, his dad played football in Alabama. Okay. Grew up an Alabama fan. You know, he was behind enemy lines, as we call it. Uh, when you're talking about somebody in, in Tennessee that's a, a Bama fan, when I'm, when I'm in Auburn, I called Bama fans there missionaries. Uh, you know, so, but I use behind enemy lines when I'm, when I'm talking about an Alabama fan in, in your state. And that's what he always was. And, I think the the style of play, you know, it, it's one thing to be a 10, 11-year-old kid and you're a fan of 
football and basketball team and, and the colors and all of that. But when he gets down to recruitment and you're a player of his status and stature and you've got a chance to go wherever you want, it, a lot of it's relationship you develop with a coach, coaching staff, and what style, how, how are you going to make me better? And how, how is what I do going to fit? Well, this guy, his size, his skill set, what he does fits perfectly in Alabama. And also with the roster, it was going to allow him to be in a situation like he's in where, I mean, yeah, a lot to ask of him, and they're, they, they need him to be fantastic. But you don't have to be fantastic every night, every possession, and have the weight of the entire ball game on your shoulders. I mean, you think about this, guys. Alabama's number one in the country – in large measure because of Brandon Miller, but not exclusively because of Brandon Miller. This guy uh, didn't take a shot in the first half against Arkansas. Okay, They did a great job guarding him, but it's not like he disappeared and was a non-factor. He's making other plays that help contribute to winning. He he doesn't take a shot, and we're tied at the half, infatible. And then, you know, he hits two big threes, after uh, Arkansas invaded a one-possession game, Noah Clowney hits a three, and then he comes back-to-back and hits two threes, and it's over. I mean, it completely shut them down. The um, Gosh, wait a minute. I'm trying to remember the other game where, uh, oh, on the road at Houston. He didn't have a field goal, but he made six free throws in the last minute that won the game. So, when he's on, when he's at his best offensively, when he, when he, I've never seen a guy that can just kind of get lost in the flow of the game and do things that do impact it, but then all of a sudden, can just all of a sudden in a, in a moment's notice take over. Little things, the hustle plays, the stuff, the the hard hat award that they call it for for the grade that you get on hustle plays. He's won it several times with Nate Oates, and I don't know if there are many superstars, guys that are in this category that you're talking about um, that that do the, the little things like he does. He's so smooth. He's so skilled. Um, nothing seems to phase him. He'll play with emotion when the rest of the team can build off of it, but he can be so calm when that's needed as well. He's, uh, I've said it many times, enjoy it, Bama fans, because you're not going to get a chance to see it for very long. He is, he is a uh, great, great talent. We're really fortunate that he's been uh, been wearing Alabama uniform. I know a lot of your focus, uh, Chris, has been on, obviously, Alabama and, and tonight's game against uh, Tennessee and everything else that's going on here. But I want to ask you a question, a bit off the beaten path. The lot of yeah. the news has been that, uh, Texas and Oklahoma are going to be coming now to the SEC uh, in 2024. And we obviously think about that in a football sense, but we don't talk a lot about it in a basketball sense. What in your yeah. mind do they bring to the conference on the basketball floor that you are looking forward to seeing? Well, uh, I'm I'm not sure I would say I'm looking forward to seeing Oklahoma after they beat as bad as they did in the last matchup. But I am actually, for one thing, I love going to uh, Norman, which is, what, 20 minutes max from Oklahoma City, which has Mickey Mantle Steakhouse, one of my favorite places to go. So 
uh, I got a good meal before I got a drubbing when I was <laughs> when I was there last. That's for sure. I think they just fit, guys. I think their their profile. I think their culture. What they care about from a sports and uh, you know from an athletic standpoint matters very similarly to what does in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, they they want to be great within their league, but they want to be great nationally as well. That's who they are historically, and I think that's why they fit. I'll tell you, to me, and this is not a criticism of the Missouri people or Missouri's program, Missouri makes more sense today with those two programs coming in than it has at any point since they've been there because they were – they to me they were almost a panic move to make sure we had an equal number of of uh, teams coming in. When you brought Texas A and M in, which I thought was a great move to get A and M in the league, um, you had to have somebody come with them, and I think they probably wanted Oklahoma at that time, and Oklahoma couldn't make the move for whatever reason, um, and that's why you wind up with Missouri. Well. You know, I think ideally, as much as I'm as glad as I am that Texas is coming in now, at that particular time, I really would have loved to have seen it be A&M and Oklahoma because I think you would have weakened Texas, University of Texas, dramatically. Let them go west, be a part of the Pac-12, whatever that was. I think that was some of the talk at the time. And OU would have come in and it would have fit seamlessly with the SEC. If you're going to get outside, and we've done that, 20-plus years ago, 30 years ago now, whatever it is, if you're going to get outside of your real geographic footprint of the league, you may as well go ahead and do it right and let's go get the biggest and best of the ones that fit you. And I think that's what Oklahoma and Texas will bring to the mix. I think it's going to be fun to have their fan base uh, fan bases come into our town. I know it's it, it's going to be enjoyable there. Uh from a, a culture standpoint, I'm, I'm excited about it. I really am. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Basketball, I think it'll be fun. Baseball, which which matters to me. I follow that. I do play-by-play for that as well. So, And obviously football, we know that that's, the, uh, that, that's what drives everything. So it's, it's going to be a great move. And I think the league is positioned as well as anybody to be the best league in the country. Chris, I wanted to ask you very quickly about uh, uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt has not lost uh, since the uh, beatdown. You were talking about Oklahoma putting a beatdown on on you. Well, you know, you returned the favor on Vandy, I think. (laughs) The next game. Uh, The next game. (laughs) But, you know, listen, they haven't lost since, unless I'm missing something. No, okay. Yeah. It's, you know, what did you see that night? Did you see anything out of them that said, you know, I don't know if this team is as bad as – you know, 104 to, to, to 44 or whatever it was. Yeah, look, Alabama, the way they played, the effort, the intensity, the way they shot the ball, uh, Alabama was going to beat anybody outside of the NBA and maybe a third of the teams in that league that night that weren't motivated. I mean, they were they were unbelievable in that ball game, and Vanderbilt happened to, to catch them on the wrong night. Um, <laughs> that is, but that is, Jerry's done a great, job with that with that team they're competitive they've got balance he's kept them in it um uh, you know when when that speaks volumes to me that you could 
you could lose a game like that and not lose your season. Uh, they were that is extremely impressive, and it's more a reflection of who I think they are than anything close to what happened. We'd be, they finally got you know they finally got Liam Robbins healthy, uh, back in rhythm again. Unless I've missed something there, but you know we were fortunate we didn't have to play him the first time in Nashville. He was hurt, yep. and then he was coming back and was in that game, and then he and the teammate collided. They missed both missed some key minutes when that landslide started against Alabama. So I think it's just a much different team. They'll be dangerous. I hope we don't have to be paired with them in the uh, SEC tournament. Dang uh, sure don't want to see them in the NCAAs, even though I'm hopeful that they get there. Um, I think I think they're I think it's a sign of not just who they are for the rest of this season, but I think it's also a sign of things to come with his program under uh, Jerry Stackhouse. Chris, just to show you what I think of you when you're in the media room, just order yep. whatever you want uh, in Nashville at the SEC tournament and put it on my tab. Okay? <laughs> I've got uh, – look, Vince and I will be rating that. Ferrara and I will be rating the room. and It's uh, it's on Darren. That's all, right. all I'm saying. It's on hey. Darren. Darren said – that's how I start everything when I'm in, this, in your town. I go, Darren said – and then just do whatever the heck I want to do. Yeah, don't do that. It might not get you very far. You know, you're probably not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, yeah. uh, seriously, I, I, I used to live in Huntsville. I used to work at the ABC affiliate in Huntsville, so I've listened to you a long time and uh, appreciate your work and admire your work. Just wanted to pass that to you as I get a your chance time. to talk I to you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. You know, you're really nice to say it, and I'm glad to uh, glad to be on with you guys anytime. Just let me know. Yeah, thanks for doing this in all seriousness. Uh, try to catch up with yeah. you when you get uh, to town. Apparently I made – Paired made such an impact. It's been 20 years since you had me on. <laughs> Chris, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk soon. See you guys. Thanks. <laughs> yeah.